This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi guys, welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. It's Amber here and Jenna and our beautiful guest, Arista Alana. Drumroll. Such a little cutie patootie. So today we are discussing the topic, Accepting the Unexpected Birth Plan with Arista, who's the founder of Divine Modern Motherhood, which is a self-love platform to empower mothers. Welcome, gorgeous girl. Hi. Hi. She is gorgeous. Thank you for being with us. We're so honored to have you with us today. Um, just to wrap that intro up guys, for more on this topic or to sign up for more good stuff from us, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. So here we are, we're discussing when birth does not go to plan, which Mm -hmm. most mothers, I would say 99% of mothers, maybe, I don't know, I'm just throwing that out there, could relate to this topic or have something profound to say about it. Oh yeah, I think it's definitely the minority of people who have a specific birth plan and then it all ends up happening exactly that way. Yeah. And if that's your story, you better thank God. (laughs) (laughs) High five to you because that's not ours. Yeah. (laughs) So Jenna, before we kick off, do you want to give us our definition? Yeah. So my uh, attempt at a definition for this is when you have been attached to an, an ideal version of your birth and how it will be which does not happen as planned. And this really throws you off in your welcome moment to parenthood. And this may need time, energy, and space to heal and recover from. Exactly. So beautiful. And we're not expecting that. We're expecting, we're not even prepped for that. You know, Mm. we're not even prepped really for birth. We're just kind of the thing expected. is, it's like such a huge moment in a woman's life, especially that first birth, that moment yeah. of initiation into motherhood. And we have such a romantic kind of idea about it. And we're not, I mean, I know I wasn't prepared for things mm-hmm. not going the way I anticipated. So you're here today, yes. Arista. I can't wait to hear about your story and your yeah. take on everything. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump in? Yeah, I would love to. And thank you so much for having me here. I'm really, really excited to be here and Yay. share my, my story, you know, with the intention to inspire other mothers who may have gone through this same uh, experience. So I am an LA native and, you know, born and raised. I grew up really kind of just working in media and entertainment, and um, it wasn't until I got pregnant, which was unexpected, too. <laughs> at, at what age? Um, uh, two years ago. So I was 28. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good age. Perfect. Good old 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before your Saturns, or had you already had your Saturns? I was, let's see, I found out in summer, and my birthday was in February, so it was in, like, I feel like it's in the, in the midst of it. Yeah. So it was, and it was a huge change for me. So it's, I'm not surprised that it was that age. (laughs) Okay. Great. Cause I was always like, I'm never going to have kids. I'm fine. I'm great. Happy Saturn's return. You're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. You didn't think you were going to have kids. Heck no. So it was totally unexpected that you would get pregnant or even. Yes. And especially with, you know, my, my partner, it was like, um, we're like two months into this. Like you're cool and all, but what yeah, that's in the kind of a world? lifetime commitment. Yeah, you know. So there was so many emotions that came with it. But um, so basically, it wasn't until I became, you know, pregnant that I was like, but okay, wait, 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 you're skipping a big bit there. Like, how did you make the decision? What was the oh, thing girl, that made that's you a whole be another podcast? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it to me. I want everything. <laughs> So what was the moment oh, where you're like, man. no, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to be honest. It was a lot of back and forth. And mm-hmm. I think it, when I look back on it, I, there was a, a time when I was so scared and I felt that it was almost easier to just like, to just not do it. Right. It's like, no, I, I'm just going to, you know, call a clinic and just, mm-hmm. I mean, just save myself almost. Mm-hmm. Right. But every time I had that idea, I felt a tension in my body. I felt like, ugh, you know, like this. And I'm, I'm so connected to that intuitive feeling. And uh, especially as women, it's like the one indicator that I think we were born with, mm-hmm. you know, like to know what is Never right lies. for us. Yeah. yeah, what is right for us and what isn't. It's like you feel it in your body. That's how you know. So I would feel it and go, okay, but 
well, is it my head? Uh, and you know, it's, it was like this dance back and forth. So I would go about my day, go to work, you know, do things. And all of a sudden I would see monarch butterfly right when I was having this, like this idea, right? Like, what do I do? What do I do? Just in this constant, like, ah, panic, I would see the monarch butterfly fly. And that's like my, my totem animal. I mean, that's for me is the sign from my guides, my angels, or, you know, just the, the guidance to really know, hey, trust yourself. This is a gift from the universe. This is going to be the catalyst for your growth into, you know, really, yeah, really like, this is what you have to go through Mm -hmm. really, you know, and, um, this is the opportunity not Mm. really want to say like have to, but it's the opportunity to embrace for Mm -hmm. your own growth. So what's interesting too about the butterfly is like the butterfly also goes through death and rebirth, death and rebirth and major transformation where they're stuck in the little cocoon for nine months. Bust out as beautiful than ever before. Oh, you've got a little tattoo tattoo of your monarch. Yeah. Which is funny is I had this, um, a couple months before I ended up pregnant. Wow. I had got the monarch tattoo on me to really remind myself. And so that's why it was even more powerful when I saw the monarch during that, that time. And it wasn't only once, you know, there was definitely more than one time. I mean, when I went to get the pregnancy test, there were two monarch butterflies dancing in front as I'm riding my bike oh in my Venice, gosh. like wow. just, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, I see you. you can't I can't ignore you. those things. Can't ignore it. No. So, so how pregnant were you when you decided to stick with the pregnancy? I was, I believe eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day telling, um, telling him I have clarity. I'm, I know we're just gonna, we're not, we're not going to do this. It's too soon. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, right. Well, earlier that day, he ended up seeing um, <clears throat> a monarch butterfly that was dead on the porch. And he didn't tell me until later. Like, mm. it was just a dead butterfly on the porch. And he didn't know. Like, I was going to have the conversation later. Mm-hmm. And then when I had the conversation, he's like, um, I'm kind of feeling like there's a weird synchronicity right now to this conversation with my, how my morning started that there was a dead monarch on my porch. Did and he know about your connection to monarchs? He he did. He did. But it was just really weird timing. You know what mm. I mean? Like the day that I was planning to have this like clarity that I mm. thought was clarity, which it really wasn't. It was just me giving into my fear mm-hmm. and not trusting, you know, myself. At, at that point, you were going to not have the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Because, and so what did you know, that mean to you when you heard about the dead monarch? Oh, right there. I was like, nope. Okay. We're doing so this. I, yeah. I was like, nope, I have to do this because that meant for me, it was like wrong decision. Like I, if I didn't go through with this, I would never really forgive myself. Mm. You know, it was, it was like that, that's not the right decision. And was he on board with it? Oh yeah. He was totally like, Hey, I'm totally willing. Like, and so that, you know, he was always supportive from day one. You know, I was the one that was going through Mm. these emotions and these fears because I was so attached to this idea Mm -hmm. of how I thought I wanted my life to go Mm -hmm. or what was safe. For mm-hmm. me, nothing is going to wake you up more and challenge you than motherhood. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Very courageous. Mm-hmm. And how old is your little sweetness now? She is 22 months. Oh, Getting into the terrific twos. Yeah. Like What's her name? Aya. Aya. What a She's cutie. a spirited child. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. She's so cute. What a gorgeous girl. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, what an introductory. (laughs) Okay. So tell us a little bit about your birth plan. Oh yes. The birth plan. So here I am and I'm doing this, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a mom and I'm embracing this, this whole experience. And I always had in the back of my mind that if I were to ever become pregnant, I would want a water birth. Mm-hmm. I would want it as natural as possible. I'd want it at home with the candles and essential oils, maybe mm-hmm. some mantra music. I mean, you name it, the whole, you know, magical experience. So I sought that out and I found a midwife and I found a doula. I looked at birth centers and uh, I was really, really just honoring what what that want was for for myself, what I envisioned. And um, just out of interest, mm-hmm. why were you drawn to a natural water birth at home or in the birth center? Yes, at home. At home. Mm-hmm. Why were you drawn to that vision rather than the standard in the hospital medicated version? Yeah, I think because I knew too much about what 
really went on when women go into the hospital. It almost felt like a, such a disempowering experience. And I wanted to take full control of, you know, really having the opportunity to birth my child my way. And um, it was almost like feeling like rebellious, like, no, I don't need, I don't need it. I don't need to go in there. And, you know, I've heard just countless stories of the minute you go in, you get the epidural and you're, you know, they don't allow you to labor in peace. You have all these, um, you know, hook machines and hookups on yeah. you, you know And then I mean? you and need the Pitocin because yeah, you had the epidural. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's, it just felt like so stressful. And I'm mm. like, I don't want to experience that. Mm. Um, and then I was reading a book at the time, your baby, your way. Uh, and that had so much information. And then I saw the Ricky Lake documentary as well. And that, yeah. And that like, just was like, okay, I'm definitely not going into a hospital. Mm -hmm. So I left my OBGYN kind of around four or five months. And I remember asking her if she could be my backup doctor just in case, because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have just any person touching me, especially mm-hmm. in such a, you know, vulnerable, yeah, moment. very, very intense experience. And um, she looked at me and said, "No, I, I can't do that. If you're going to choose a natural home birth, I'm not, I'm not able to." And I, and that like really, really shocked it's, me. Yeah. What? There's very yeah. few doctors mm-hmm. in LA who will be your backup doctor. What is that? Just like a punishment thing, or like yeah, what? Know. You know, it's like I feel like she kind of made it seem like it was a contract thing like the, the policy around you know her not wanting to be responsible if something did happen I think she's agreeing to you know what I mean like so she would you would legally be under her care because yeah. you're her I mean she's your OBGYN which means that if anything if it's a high risk birth then she is somehow connected I think it was like I would be accepting that you're going to try a water birth and that's against my policies, you know, maybe very potentially against whatever, you know, cause they have insurance for malpractice mm-hmm. and people could sue the doctor. Mm-hmm. So they, they're so scared of that, that mm-hmm. they can't let people make their own decisions. Yes. Yeah. And there's very wow. little doctors, um, very in our area who are okay with it. Like who, mm-hmm. there's one main doctor who worked with my midwife who mm-hmm. helped with like breach home births and, you know, but they're very, very like, I guess you can count like your hand, like just a handful of yeah, doctors. So it was, so that was a, that was a, against oh us. yeah, that oh, was a totally crazy, against us. crazy thing. I was like, wait, what? Like, cause I loved her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're awesome. And, and, um, so she was just like, no. So I'm like, all right, well, here we go. So I, I stopped care with her and I went straight with my midwife and, you know, she checked me, she stopped weighing me, you know, they don't believe in really weighing you, which I loved because honestly, it's like, uh, every baby's yeah. different. Like, I know, every you know what I mean? I mean, and then yeah. people stress about that. It's horrible. And they don't. Yeah. yeah. And so it was nice to have a midwife going, Hey, it's okay. Women birth 10 pound babies out of their vagina. Like yeah, they yeah, happen. It's been like, done we before. Can do it. Yeah. Like, but yeah. wait, you didn't find another backup? Uh, uh, nope. But you had to have a backup, didn't you? I didn't. <gasps> I didn't have a backup. Wow. Okay. Well, so, so wait, play. you didn't have a hospital, like a plan B, like you didn't have a hospital nope. ready to go. Okay. No. No. Ballsy. Yeah. So I, I'm positive. surprised, I'm surprised the midwife let that happen because yeah. my midwives, they were like, you have to mm, have yeah. that backup. Yeah. I think we talked about it. Like she told me, okay, if anything were to happen, this would be the hospital, but I didn't like, I didn't want to put too much mm. thought into it right, and you don't looking want to for it. Yeah. If looking for a hospital. So, so I was so just like, Ignore, ignore, ignore. Yeah, you so had your blinders like, on. So you did have a backup plan. You would go to a specific hospital and you would take the doctor on call. Basically. That's I would just trust plan. her. That's my yeah. backup plan is trusting her. <laughs> but I didn't actually like write it out and look mm-hmm. at all these hospitals and review them and re- review mm-hmm. the backup doctor and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So during your pregnancy, did you um, adapt any type of practices to help you with a natural birth? Like, you know, a, a hypno baby kind of techniques or acupuncture or breathing techniques or give us the toolkit that you were collecting for your natural birth. I definitely looked into the hypnobirthing. I didn't do, I didn't do as much as I thought I would. I did more like physical body stuff. Like I went to yoga, I was doing Pilates, um, a lot of like structural kind of classes and movement. Um, and then just really working with my midwife to visualize like what it is that I wanted uh, you know, mm-hmm. to happen. So I went through all of that and I had a great pregnancy. Like I was, I was never sick. All I had was heartburn here and there. And everyone was saying, Oh, it's cause you have a hairy baby, Come you know, like head. born with hair on her head. And so I'm like, okay. Wait a second. Heartburn she, means you have heartburn. a hairy baby. Yeah. 
How does that connect? It's it's an old wives' tale that supposedly if you have heartburn that your baby's going to be born with hair. Yeah. Yeah. And she was. Really? (laughs) Fancy that. Okay. Well, that's amazing. I had also had a great pregnancy. I wasn't sick once. I probably had like one half an hour of nausea and the Mm -hmm, rest mm -hmm. of it. I actually felt better during my pregnancy with the influx of hormones than I did regularly. <laughs> had oh, more I energy know. and felt more. I miss it almost sometimes. Oh yeah, I God. also so do. Awesome. Jenna, you guys are lucky. on the other hand, <laughs> I, I had the worst pregnancies. Really? Yeah, especially the second one. Oh, you no. would you would vomit every day, wouldn't <gasps> you? I would vomit every day up till six months, and mm. not just once. Like I would wake up and throw up, throw up twelve to fifteen times, like with such force <gasps> oh, yeah, that it would splash back that. into my eyes. Oh, wait, they call that Ouch. something because a friend of mine had uh, yeah, three, eight, all three of her pregnancies. Dirt. <gasps> I think hyperemesis. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, mm, wow. it was really bad. Well, damn, you're brave to do it, you know, again, because I would be like, I'm dead. Well, that was the <laughs> second time. That was the second time, and I don't, I don't want to uh, do it again. Yeah, no. actually. <laughs> oh man. Okay, and so, all right, so we've got a good picture about yeah. <laughs> where you're headed, your visualization. Mm-hmm. So you're visualizing happened. home birth, water mm-hmm. birth, yes. candles, yeah. midwife yeah. at your house. Mm-hmm. You've got so, your little playlist going. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I got my playlist. Everything's ready. What was on your playlist? Oh, a lot of mantra music. A lot of like, nice. like a satanam, satanam, satanam. Mantra works. We proved right before this podcast. It's true. I yeah. said my protect, my protection mantra, and boom, all the microphones, uh, microphones on. started working. I love that mantra. I know. It works every time. I always do. Okay, it. So, so it all sounds very lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Tell us what really happened. (laughs) Um, And then... (laughs) All you can do is laugh, right? Yeah, honestly. Now that you're on the other side of it, you you gotta laugh. Yeah. So... I start having contractions. So it's... it's Were you on your due date? No. My due date was March 9th. And then I would say I went into... like the 12th it was 72 hours guys so i don't know it's like a little wait fuzzy. so you wait so you went into labor on like the maybe ninth. the no no the dude, she was, was doing that so i started feeling it definitely started feeling it like having the um what you, the mucus plug coming out my oh, water never broke so it wasn't mm-hmm. that kind of like the mo- in the movies like oh the water breaks and yeah. i gotta go no it, it usually breaks like to like eight centimeters in real life i hear oh wow okay so yeah i only got up to six centimeters so Basically, the mucus plug was happening. I was feeling the contractions. I had back labor because she was flipped. <sighs> so I felt it all in my lower back, just intense pain. And so what do you mean flipped? She was legs, feet first? So she was like, she was like my, my like spine to spine. Like her, her legs were up, but it was her back was like right up against mine. I guess my midwife was saying oh, that's what she causes. was meant to be the other way. That yeah. was Maisie too, was that yeah. way. She was sunny side up. Mm-hmm. That's why okay. she didn't come out right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she was actually like lodged in like, her her head was like cone super cone shaped because she was stuck I guess yeah um so I was feeling it and I'm like okay I guess it's happening like you know this this is it's getting intense this must be it you know I mean you don't have anything to compare it to you know unless no. you've had you know two kids it's just like okay here we go googling like what the hell is <laughs> yeah. happening WebMD okay don't worry <laughs> days that. after you lose what do I do when I feel yeah, like I'm dying there's <laughs> slugs coming out it's so gross anyway it's so gross but I was like okay here we go uh, by the so, way I didn't give birth like a week or ten days. After my mucus plug jumped out. Oh my god! So you can it can be up to a couple of hours, yeah. days, to a couple weeks, or weeks. And I just happen to know that your mucus plug can grow back. Oh, jeez! So even if you lose it like super prematurely, dude, I literally, I swear back. to God, women are aliens. Like this, that's it's just people are aliens. I mean, we grow life in our body. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's crazy, trippy. So so it's okay. happening, and um. I basically tell, you know, my partner, like, okay, like, get everybody on board. At the time, I wanted my best friend to be there. You know, my doula was going to obviously come and my midwife. And then I had my friend who does sound healing. And I had told her that I would love for you to be there. With the gong? With, like, the little crystal sound Mm. bowl. And she has a really beautiful voice. And so I had all my peeps ready, you know, to, like, let's do this. Let's welcome this baby into the the world. Um, And honestly... I don't know what the hell happened. Like, I was so far deep in that I only vividly remember maybe the last couple hours, but I, and like snippets, you know, it's like, I remember feeling 
super overwhelmed in the moment as I was having contractions and saying, oh my God, I feel like I can't breathe. Like I can't breathe. Like, like I felt like I was going to pass out. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, I'm like in the, the water, the, the birth, like in the, the in tub. the tub, in the water birth thing, you know, thing. And I'm like, wait, how did I get here? But I'm like, oh, mm. whatever. So I, I literally was able to such- actually pass out in between contractions yeah. towards like- the, the ring of fire when the baby's actually coming out. Like I was passing out in between my contractions. Yeah, and it crazy. is, it's so much pain that your brain switches off. It's not, yeah, you're like almost not conscious. Yeah. And it just felt like a deep, like meditative kind of just time. I was just so with in my own mm. bubble mm-hmm. and um so i was like in the water and then out of the water and then in and then in the shower and in the living room just you know trying to do all these postures and um and then laid on the bed and my midwife you know had to check to see where where the baby was at and i remember her saying i can't even feel her i can't feel her I and mean, she was trying to like kind of tug her down and maybe mm-hmm. help help uh, turn her to really help me and just having her drop down more mm-hmm. um and then I remember the pain started getting more intense and the contractions at that point were like every minute. And there was a part of me that just felt so defeated. Mm. I was just How like, long had you been in labor for? Um, <clears throat> at that point, it was, I want to say like over two days. Like that's what... You had been in hard oh, labor for two oh, days. yeah. I was yeah. literally like so far Thinking gone. any minute the baby's going to oh, come yeah. out. It was yeah. that hard. Yeah, I was just like... She's exhausting. Is, oh, yeah, I was so tired. You were in an alternate universe at that point mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. long of that much intense yeah. physical... And what yeah. was the midwife's explanation as to why the baby wasn't dropping? So she was thinking that it might have been like my hips, you know, maybe obviously not opening up enough. Um, and, you know, I didn't have like any an epidural or anything like that. So it's it was so intense for me that I... Tensing up. Yeah, like my... like. My body, um, it it was really weird because I remember her just telling me like, hey, it's okay. Like you've done so well, like you're going on three days, like you, you, it's okay to just, you know, like go get, go get assistance now, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, this baby has to get -hmm. out now. I mean, it's stressing her out. So you, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just a lot at that point. Um, and I did not want to give in. You were just so attached to, <laughs> I was to that so birth plan. Attached. Any like, attachments no. are going to take you down every time. Oh my God. I was so mad. Mm. And that's when I was just like, God dang it. I remember laying there just in tears, like, fine you know like that there's nothing that I can do. You know, I tried. And when your midwife tells you that you're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I know, I know that if I was going to say like, Hey, let's just try a little bit longer. Cause there was a moment in time where like, okay, you know, she's like, okay, be a Jaguar, be like your animal that you feel like channel that energy. Mm-hmm. And like, like, let's just, let's do this. And so I remember like, just being like on the floor and my friend was like singing and, but nothing was happening. So, <laughs> and were there any tricks, um, the midwives were popping out that were meant to help, like, did they get like the shimmy cloth out and was trying to shimmy the baby yeah, down? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that, but she did have me on all fours, yeah. you know, like doing the, the move, like little circles mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. And what about any natural tinctures? They didn't, did I didn't they do s- any tinctures or anything like that. They didn't no. suggest caster. Mm-mm. Oil or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know a friend of mine did castor oil. That yeah, really friend helped of, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. a friend of mine did castor oil and it did not end well. Yeah, you sometimes it can really be intense. like because they, I think the midwives out, gave right? her too much oh, castor yeah. oil and then that, you know, creates instant kind of diarrhea, but mm. it also affects the baby and the baby ate its own meconium. And oh, so sh- when it came out, oh, no. um, it, it, the baby had to be in, in intensive that. care for oh, no. weeks, antibiotics and pumping it all out of her lungs and everything. So, Jeez. yeah, the castor oil is pretty intense. Yeah, you have to be really careful with mm. with stuff like that. Do you think that, because um, I know for myself, if I had had like people in the room and people singing, that mm. could have inhibited me mm. from feeling like comfortable to like mm-hmm. open up everything. Do you think that was at all a factor? Um. I feel like I got in my own way, to be honest, of wanting it to be perfect. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like, it goes back to the attachment of, you know, just like, excuse me, this is how it's supposed to be. And I don't, I don't feel like anyone 
got in the way because mm-hmm. I was in the room by myself and okay. it was so dark when mm-hmm. I, you know, and everyone was kind of in the living room. Okay. But my best friend and, you know, I had told her to come in because I felt so comfortable with her, like mm-hmm. just wanting to feel support with like mm-hmm. my women, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and so when I had to finally just give in and surrender, that's when everyone was like, okay, we're taking her to the hospital. We're going, I was in so much pain at that time. I didn't, I didn't even know how I was going to get in the car. Like I just remember thinking, oh uh, yeah, I know. I remember that. Ooh, that. Like God. I couldn't get to the hospital if I wanted mm-hmm. to right now. Cause it's just too much pain. It was just like, no way. I mean, it was contractions like every minute, almost mm-hmm. every, every second it felt like, you know, mm-hmm. it just was excruciating. And then I was like, what time is it? Because it was like dark and I just, yeah, you're you know, just I just was so out of it. At that point. <laughs> And so did they carry you to the car? Yeah, so they had to like pretty much carry me and put me in the back seat. We get oh there and I, it was gosh. so tough to even just get out in the wheelchair yeah. and then take me up. And oh then I meet this doctor who I've never seen in my life. and um, Just on call at the hospital. Yeah, what and hospital it, was it? Uh, UCLA. Uh, so my midwife knew her. So she's worked with her um, more than once. And she comes in right away and she just like sticks her fingers inside. And she's like, oh, nope, you're not dilating. You know, just six centimeters. We're going to have to get you, you know, C-section. And that's when I was like, C-section? What? Without any type of epidural or anything oh, else? Of course you have that. to have well, the epidural. Yeah, of course, I mean, of epidural, course. but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted not... to do the whole thing, the epidural, but she right was like, we got to get this going. And I'm like, no, that's what I didn't want. So then, of course, when I'm there, I was in so much pain that I had to give into the damn epidural. So at this mm-hmm. point, I'm like, God, here we go again. I didn't want that. I didn't, that's not something that I wanted. So... You know, he did the epidural. I'm like, fine, okay, I'm relieved. So I'm going to rest a little bit and see if maybe that sleeping will... a couple hours will help me dilate. Mm-hmm. Um, and do the little peanut ball in between my legs. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so did that and, and waited a little bit. Doctor came back in and, again, checked me. He was like, nope, we got it. We got it. At this point, like, we got to get the baby out because mm-hmm. it's just too, you're waiting way too long. Your mm-hmm. water already broke. Well, like, so it's it had just, broken at that point? Yeah, so it had broken at that because point. Because at that point, then yeah. they're like, mission yeah, to the get babies. the baby out. Yeah. Of course, you know. And so. they're, again, working with their lawsuits, fear mm-hmm. of lawsuit and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know. Just yeah. goes to show mental resistance. The energy of mental resistance manifests as... Physical, physical tightness yeah. and tension, yeah. and then yeah. that just halts any yeah. flow of energy mm-hmm. through your life. It's and just it's, such a killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially with birth because it's all about opening, opening. softening, and yeah. opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, it was just it was non. I feel like I'm there with there. you right now. <laughs> it was just. Thank non- you for reliving this stop. with us. Yeah, by I'm the like way. going this in like, like traumatizing whoa. story. <laughs> no, but like you said, every every woman has like the unexpected birth plan, you yeah. know, and some women that I've spoken to, I'm like, Oh, well then I guess mine wasn't that bad, but it, you feel like it's, mm-hmm. it was horrible for, because it's mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like you're I'm interested experience, once we're at the end of the story, mm-hmm. I'm interested to know about the big lesson, why oh, you yeah. think you created it for yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. and then the gift of it. Yeah. So we're, we're getting okay, there. So, okay, okay, so we're almost there. So, okay. They're so telling you C-section. They're, they're telling me C-section and I'm like, can I just have a minute? The minute she walks out and Remember, my partner was there, my midwife and doula, and I just start just crying. Of course. Like, Who wouldn't like, cry? I just, at that point, I'm like, are you effing kidding me right now? This is another, th- like, that, the C-section was my biggest fear, mm-hmm. by the way. I Ugh. never Mine wanted too. That to That was have, my biggest fear, too. Yeah. I and never just to have that C-section. manifesting when that was oh. the last thing that you yeah. want. You see, my crushing. midwife was really smart. She, I was doing a course, a birthing course, and she got everyone in the room and she said, okay, Everyone get out their fears. Everyone has to tell, mm. just spew out all your fears around birth. And so everyone was writing C-section and stillbirth and this and that. And everyone was getting everything out because it just it just dilutes it to a degree. Well, like we once did that exercise too out, and I was still scared. <laughs> <laughs> but it loosens it up a little yeah. bit, you yeah. know, rather mm. than keeping in and resisting it. You just kind of let it air out and it mm. becomes less of a... Yeah you know, yeah. factor. Mm. And sometimes it's like you, your soul's just calling it in, mm. you know, like sometimes you just, it just is what it is, you know, for that soul, that, that, that journey into really accepting and surrendering into that kind of experience. Yeah, it's not only which, your birth, yeah. it's your child's birth. But you know? Exactly. And you know, like really it was a long time. Three days is a long time yeah. to be in active labor and she wasn't coming out. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Like if, if you had continued on, she could have yeah. not made it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Okay, so that's so, what I had to think about her. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, you got to get her out. She also is a soul. She must be choosing mm-hmm. this way. And also, know? thank God you have, you had that level of support. 
Exactly. Like, thank goodness Mm -hmm. you had some other level of support that was, you know, the best alternative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude. That's okay. And so. And and you are okay and your baby's okay. Yeah. She was born healthy. And so I'm getting ready to go in the operating room. Mm -hmm. And I was really happy that they allowed me to play my mantra you know, playlist. So I'm like, okay, at least I got that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, they were playing the music in the background and, uh, my partner was next to me and, and, uh, I just remember the bright lights just in my face and remembering this doctor next to me going with coming up to me with like this big mirror going, do you want to see? <gasps> and I'm like, Oh my no, gosh. I don't. And, and the, so, you know, the, the mask is over your face too, for, to the breathe. There was a point in time I was feeling a lot of anxiety in that moment where I feel like again, like you couldn't, couldn't breathe. breathe. Yeah. And so I had to really just like go in mm. and do the deep breathings and just like tune everybody out. Did well, you feel them moving your body around? Uh, no, no. And at that point I'm like numb. So yeah, I'm numb totally from, numb. you know what I mean? I'm just, they're mm. like, I think I felt a little bit when they were getting her out, which was mm-hmm. a really weird sensation of like, like the tugging. The, yeah. The tug. And, um, but yeah, I, I don't want to see, you know, I don't mm, want to no. look at them. I was like, no, I, that's going to freak me out. Mm. I don't do good with blood and like, Oh, like mm. no. So, um, next thing you know, she's on my chest, Oh, you know, and, um, and I was so tired at that. Yeah, that yeah. I oh, yeah. feel like I I just remember just feeling her, but I couldn't really be like, oh, my yeah. baby. Of you know? I didn't have that I either. Have that yeah. either. <laughs> Everyone talks about this amazing euphoria you're going to feel when you finally see your baby and all the hormones go rushing. And I didn't feel any of that. No. I felt so disconnected from my baby when I was in such shock, yeah. like physical yeah. shock. I, I, I was numb. I, I was couldn't in physical feel shock too. And mm-hmm. then I felt bad. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with me? I'm never going to love my baby if I don't mm-hmm. feel love for him now. I just don't, I just don't feel love. Like yeah. it's going to be like that I forever. I just don't feel love. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy. Um, no. But yeah, it's not the case. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's not. And for everyone, it is for a lot of people. Thing, like, there's, I feel like there's so much uh, mama guilt, mystery around you know, things, around like well. all of these things of how it should be. Mm-hmm. There's so many, so many things that there's like layers and layers of just uh, things, but setting us up to fail. Those yeah. things. <laughs> so she arrived and she was healthy and eight pounds, three ounces, oh. and um, you know, just right away. Uh, Hug, like I could feel her little hug, her little hand. She's like, it's like she knew, you know. Like it's just so beautiful in the yeah. the bonding, you know, mm. experience. So then I am in my room, and they bring her in, and she just latches on right away to my boot. Like yes, you little know, champion. Oh yeah, she just she had no problem. Amazing, <laughs> isn't like, it? They just know milk. what to do. Oh yeah, she just Incredible. crawled up and and knew exactly what to do. So um, at that point, I was just resting, you know, in the mm. hospital for about a week. Oh, <clears throat> and then I, you know, I had a. Staples. Um, and I was hoping to be stitched. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is it normal to be stitched or stapled or either? You know, honestly, I felt like staples were like super old school. Like I didn't know they even did that anymore, to be honest. But yeah, so that was another thing. And like literally, there was so many things that I had to really move process. through and process. Mm-hmm. And um, and just finding the lesson with it. and the mm. peace. So what do you think your lesson was? Oh, well, I have one more thing. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Gosh, I can't handle one more thing. I'm exhausted. I've just been through three days of labor for the C-section. What else have you got for me? I'm about to slap so, you, by the way. No. So. I'll make sure she doesn't slap. <laughs> so I get home. Okay. Yay, we're done, right? Oh, baby's like, coming home. You're twins, right? but you left one in the by accident. You have to go back and do it all again. I get home. And I'm resting. I think it's over. Now I'm on my road to recovery and just bonding with my child. Well, about uh, three days into it, I had this really immense pain in my C-section area. And I thought it was normal. Again, I don't know how it's supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very serious abdominal surgery. I'm like, it's obviously going to feel painful, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I... Went, went with it. And I think I have a high tolerance for pain too. So that oh, after, did not help. Uh, after you, know, labor, you have a, a very yeah. high tolerance. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I can barely walk to go pee. This mm-hmm. is how it's supposed to feel. And 
Then I look down at the area where the staples are and I see blood coming out from the top. And it starts looking really fleshy and really weird. I'm like, this one doesn't seem normal. Infected. And so I take a picture and I show the doctor and um, she basically was like, you got to come in right away. Now, is that just messy work on their behalf or is this a very common thing? Or what you know, do you think caused the infection? I know my body is super sensitive to metal. Oh. So that could have been, you know, part so of the issue. Natural and yeah, my body, like anytime, even when I was young, if I wore something that was fake jewelry, my body like mm. breaks out or, you know, so I think, uh, and my body's rejecting it. I didn't mm. want staples in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's staples like. does sound you know, prehistoric. And it's so know. like aggressive mm. and um mm-hmm. i just yeah i just don't think that it, it really worked for me obviously <laughs> oh, so it ended up being infected um at first she wanted me to go on antibiotics but by that time it was already too far done mm. like it was wow. it just it got it got worse oh, uh gosh. so we had to rush to go to this other doctor in Beverly Hills and we didn't really have like, we weren't prepared with a car seat kind of situation, you know, like I, it, it was just one of those things where we're like, how do we work this damn thing? Mm. Just trying to find like a YouTube tutorial to get to the doctor <laughs> and time to like, Put the stupid Dude. car seat together. Those oh my car God. seats. See, this is no one warns this you about the car seats. First of all, they weigh a ton. Yeah. Like you're picking up like 20 bricks. Yeah. And they're so hard to put in and get. And strollers, who knows how to get strollers up and down? Do you know how complicated those things are? Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm just standing there like, okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> so. I have what, like an eight day old baby as mm. I'm not even like maybe 10 days at the most, uh, mm. you know, having to rush and go to see this other doctor get there. And he's like, oh, I have to drain this. I'm like, are you serious right now? And they can't numb it. Oh, cool. Yeah. No worries. I'll just be here, I guys. good health insurance by this stage. <laughs> oh, I have great health okay, insurance. Great. Thank God. Okay, <laughs> to be so, paying these hospital yes. bills off for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah, so that that major gratitude for that. So he, I went into his, you know, his room and he took out four or five of the staples and then he just went in and just, and I was screaming at the top oh of my lungs. And I had my partner there holding my, you know, our baby and I'm just like squeezing his hand. Like, so there was oh. no pain? No. <sighs> and infections? No. I mean, yeah. have you ever had an infection? Someone like puts even like touches around oh, it. Yeah. Imagine I mean, putting it was a so swollen in and flesh. Oh it was like basically a wound. So if you can imagine, like the wound was becoming like it was turning inside turning out. inside out, basically. So oh. and it was like burning sensation, like very That's like cruel slimy. and unusual torture. It was it was horrible. But he saved me. Okay, so I was just like, all right. I'll get through this. I just got to get this mm. out before it becomes any, you know, something worse. worse. Um, mm. So that happened. He stuffed it with gauze. And then basically for the next month and a half, I had to have a nurse come to my house and stuff the area with gauze and take it out. Stuff it with gauze, take it out. So every, day, every day? Every day. You were being, they were like prodding around in the infection. Every day they'd Girl, come to my house. you are calling in a lesson. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh my God. To know what you came out of this with, like in a positive way. <laughs> Every day. My nurses are really nice, so that was nice. But here I am trying to, you know, breastfeed, bond with enjoy, the baby, and enjoy, enjoy your it, first, you know. And, heal, and then I'm having this nurse come in and do all that. I didn't, I, and I definitely stayed in the house for like the first 40 days. You know, it's yeah. like the sacred time to yeah. really bond. And I I didn't go anywhere for like three months, to be mm-hmm. honest. I, Good. I was just like, no, I'm, I'm, this is my rebirth, literally. Mm-hmm. I'm, this old Arista is gone. Mm-hmm. And now I'm emerging into. Rising of the different. Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. So, tell me are. it ends there. It ends. Oh, it ends I mean, there. it just begins really <laughs> yeah. after yeah. that point. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, that's a lot for you to process, mm-hmm. a lot of dying to your expectations mm-hmm. and attachments. Yeah. And so, why did you call it in? <laughs> why did your higher self call this in? What are you trying to wake yourself up to? <laughs> You know what? I think it was honestly one waking up my trust in myself and um, the the confidence piece. You know, the confidence <coughs> piece was so big for me. When I look back, it was like, yeah, I wanted all of that, but did I really believe in myself that I could do it? There was a lot of doubt in between there that and the fear um, of thinking that I can't do this, I can't, you know. And I think all my life I set myself up in that fear so much that then when the day came, it was like, 
I, I, my body or even just my soul couldn't even really even believe like that I could do it. You know, and it's really true because you had gone into the whole pregnancy experience, not wanting a kid, not ready mm-hmm. to be pregnant. Yeah. And now here you are. And like, this is the moment where that's all going to happen to you, yes. you know? So that's a lot, yeah. a lot. So now, you know, the big thing that, that really rang in my mind after having her, you know, I had a lot of time obviously to just tune inside and, and write and, um, feel, feel what was happening. And it was like, okay, motherhood is not about perfection. It's about transformation. And that's like the biggest lesson for me. It's like, it's not about having the perfect birth or becoming the perfect mother or having the perfect car seat or the perfect this and this and that. You know what I mean? We, we are set up to plan so much for the arrival of the little one. What are you going to go sleep? Are you going to get a crib? Are you, what is the room going to look like? What color is the wall going to be? What about, but then what about trained. after? <clears throat> yeah, we're not trained to actually. Sorry, I'm just having like a coughing fit. Do you need some water? <laughs> I do actually. Jenna, get you get me some oh, get water. Hurry. I'm getting all teared up. <laughs> oh, oh, babe, just there. Oh. Here we go. Sorry about that, everyone. Real life, it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, we are not trained to yeah. deal with the emotional transition mm-hmm. from your life, how you've always known it, and that natural sense of. protecting your ego and collecting your identity as this maiden we're not prepared for the psychological shift into motherhood it's shocking it literally happens like overnight and that part of you literally dies like there's a part of you that dies and I mean no one prepares you for that it's it's really there's so many moving parts to Mm -hmm. birthing yourself as a mother that Mm -hmm. you learn (laughs) along the way and in the movement and so it's so important to have a tribe around you of women who are you know transparent and you can move through it with yep exactly and so that that's what I was arriving to and then it birthed you know my project divine modern motherhood which is now you know uh, empowered mother. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is the work that I'm meant to do. This is what I was calling in because my experience is the catalyst for not only my growth, but for other women to find a way to feel supported and Mm -hmm. guided through these very real valid emotions and feelings, especially in postpartum. It's like, I feel like there isn't enough support out there for women in, in the first year of motherhood to, process in the way that is um, very sacred and also uh, just not judgy (laughs) you know I feel like there's so much judgment around okay well you're you know you got a bit like get over it or you know move on or it's like all Mm. of a sudden we're expected well society isn't set up to really it's you know they see it as an indulgence or whatever it's the the focus is on getting back to work wearing yeah, all the hats the snapback, getting on with your life you know there's all these yeah. things and it's and just if we don't process trauma like massive and it is a trauma your yep, body totally. is going through a trauma and yes, emotionally and mentally, yeah. mentally spiritually you know any huge death and rebirth transition is a trauma and mm-hmm. if you don't process trauma it locks yes. into your cells yeah. into your cellular memory mm-hmm. and physically can manifest makes you sick. as blockages mm-hmm. and stress exactly. and some people never process their nope. most their, their births and things like that most. it's so healing yeah. to actually well, it's very share scary. it it's mm. very scary for people to go back in and mm. face those very traumatic experiences mm. especially when they have no idea how to start you know, it's like, I don't even know how I would begin. And um, there's so many layers to it, too. The inner child visualization, you know, the work around the childhood of how you grew up and what you were told, what we, what limiting beliefs are you holding inside as you're moving through your pregnancy and, and the birth and then the healing. So this is what this all came up for so me. So that's your blessing. Yes. That was your blessing. You created this yep. whole platform mm-hmm. to support women in their post-birth experience. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And a lot that of is it, amazing. you know, a lot of it has accumulated over my life when, in the modalities that I use now, you know, for myself and in helping other women. And, uh, it's like the movement, the movement is the biggest That's my piece. favorite part. Yeah. You it's were, you were there. You, yeah. So yeah. every, it's almost like everything you had been cultivating in your life was preparing you to be the perfect vessel for this this message in this program yeah to be a total service to women period you know i grew up with a my grandmother was very spiritual and you know so it's like it was it's in my blood it's in it's just part of like 
what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until having her that really was like, okay, this is the awakening into Mm -hmm. my purpose. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yay. It's it's, it's the (laughs) ultimate thing to support other women, especially around birthing, Mm -hmm. birthing themselves into motherhood. And I mean, that's the future. Yeah. Yeah. If we do it consciously, then we create an entire new history for the world. You know, there's light little beings that are truly seen and loved and supported. And just also being able to offer to mothers that healing um, that you have forged through after your experiences is brilliant. So do you have any tips or anything you want to share about how how you supported your C-section healing for other mothers that are going through that? Yes, I do actually. So um, one of the first things that I did was I had my placenta made into a solve. So my mm. doula made my placenta not only in the in the capsules that I could mm-hmm. take, you know, during postpartum time, but she made me a solve, which was very, very healing um, and helpful. So I would rub that on two times a day, you know, after... I was all healed up with, you know, when the gauze was done and it was closed, that's when I would rub it all over and, um, and massage it, you know, massage the area. And then it wasn't until recently, actually, I started working on the scar tissue that had formed around the C-section area, which I didn't even know happened. (laughs) So I definitely, you know, urge, uh, moms to seek out a woman's health, a physical therapy professional for, uh, scar tissue manipulation, who Mm. is very, very well versed and educated in um, helping you loosen all of that up because mm. oh, if you it's through massage, isn't yeah, it? it's it's a very intense, uh, you know, kind of treatment, and um, but it's it's going to help you in the long run. And I have a really great woman, a woman. Her name is Grace. She's awesome and comes to my house and does it. And so it's uh, very healing too for me, you know, to like release all of that energy that was is still stuck there too. Um, so I just didn't know that I still had trauma. She basically told me, she's like, you had the same amount of trauma as a woman would have a vaginal birth as you did like a C-section. So it was like both, you know, because even though I didn't have her vaginally, uh, when she kind of did the assessment, she felt that I was still affected obviously because I was, Mm -hmm. you know, I dilated six centimeters. So it's Mm -hmm. still creating that same kind of trauma. So just seek out like you know, other ways of, of healing. I have a body worker to, to, to help me to get back in alignment, especially with breastfeeding your shoulders and, you know, mm. you, yeah, <laughs> I, I love up. how you guys just like <laughs> sit up right I away. I remember, I remember <laughs> you know, this hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, there are exercises you can do there. And, you know, it's just about the self-love care, knowing that you deserve it. You deserve to have a spa day to yourself. You deserve to get, you know, that yummy, like, girls' night out or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that speaks for you, like, do it. And don't Mm -hmm. feel guilty about it. That's, like, the biggest advice. It's good advice. And do you have one little nugget of wisdom for women who are preparing for a C-section? Like a mental, emotional, something that they can hang on to that may help soothe the process or hmm, for a c-section so they they want a c-section well i don't know maybe they have to because the mm. babies flip whatever yeah maybe just acceptance like i'm feeling yeah. like resistance is the thing that jars us up and acceptance and trust yeah. is the thing that opens us yeah i would say just don't be so hard on yourself yeah that's a you big know one. uh know that everything is purposeful mm-hmm. and that there's a reason why that is what you're calling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, journaling is really a, something that I love to do. So journaling out those feelings before and after, allowing yourself the time to process, it's okay to feel these emotions. <laughs> Literally, like, it, it, it's fine. You don't have to, you know, oh, say, I'm strong and I'm okay and I, I'm, all, I'm all right. Like, nothing's, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. Like, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And just call on your, your mama tribe mm-hmm. in those times too. Beautiful. So good. And also just what's coming to my head is just holding space for you and for other mamas that we can heal. Yes. You know, our bodies are, are healing machines that heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And just like we get a cut and watch it heal on our hand, mm-hmm. like this is obviously a deeper cut and it might take longer, but I'm holding space for your complete healing and for anyone who's listening to that might've had a birth that was, didn't go as planned or was. Yes. Yes, we are magical and powerful and empowered creatures. So yes. You can definitely, definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. And just knowing that everything's perfect <clears throat> in some weird way, even if mm-hmm. it didn't go to your plan. It all aligns. <clears throat> yeah. It's all f- directing you to a greater, a greater good. 
It is. is. It's directed you directly to a greater exactly. good and yeah. to being of service, you know? Yeah. So it was no even stop. It was just straight to <laughs> service. Wow. And so in your platform for self-love to empower mothers, how does that look? So do you have like women's circles and retreats or what's your, tell us a bit about yeah, all so, that. Yeah, uh, so Jenna actually came to one of my women's circles that I had. And so I really do good. women's circles, one-on-one coaching. I do day retreats for mothers. Um, so it's really all of that. It's just about connecting and feeling supported with other women. And I'm working on a bigger retreat in Ecuador, uh, actually at the end of May, uh, where moms can come and bring their little ones. And it's going to be exclusive to only five mamas. And um, it's really just about creating the opportunity to find tools that really help you through the emotions that come up in motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to say, there is so much power behind the simple act of sharing your birth story. I remember going to circles to birth story hour and birth mm -hmm, story circles mm -hmm. and hearing other women's birth stories was healing yeah. in for me. And yeah. I could, and as I told my story, it was, it just closed something within me and it, it was really surprisingly deeply healing. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. think that sharing had that, you know, that capacity to heal so deeply, but it really did. So yeah. you're doing great work. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you. you are. We're proud of you. Thank you. I love you, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be seeing you with baby number two. No. I don't. Well, hopefully I won't be seeing you. You're right. Well, maybe, I should, maybe I should say yes, whatever is meant to be. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much. Jenna, thank do you, you have a little uh, invitation to our listeners on this topic? Yes, I do. So our invitation to you guys today is to remember something in your life that did not go as planned. And it could be your birth or it could not be your birth if you haven't had a birth. Um, and try to have peace with it and see it as all part of the bigger plan. Write down anything that is still haunting you on a small piece of paper and burn it with a candle and watch it disappear from your life. Burn it. Burn yes. Burn it. Yes and yes. Well, thank you so much thank for you. being with us today, Arista. And thank you all for listening. Oh, and you can find me at, uh, at Arista Alana on Instagram. Of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm so <laughs> and, sorry. And what about your website? It's aristalana.com. Oh, yeah. And, okay, we're, and she's also our girl crush this week. So oh, find yay! out everything about her on her girl crush interview or mama mm -hmm. crush interview, actually, since yep. she's a mama. Um, and we'll link all your website and everything to the show notes and to that mama crush. Tell me thing. your Instagram one more time. Arista Alana. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm already following you, but you know, <laughs> just for everyone else, get onto it. All right, guys. Alrighty, thank you so much, honey. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today as much as I did. And if you liked today's episode, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Come on, don't be stingy. And thank you so much for supporting us and looking a little bit deeper. And can't wait to have you with us next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.